you undo what I did. These scars we have make us who we are. I'm not meant to go back and fix them. Hello and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Today I have Tarek Fayumi from Movies with Tarek on and we saw The Flash starring Michael Keaton, uh, Ben Affleck, Sasha Cal as Supergirl, and some guy named uh, Ezra Miller. Oh, Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know who that guy is, but he... I, I'm, oh, oh, yes, honestly. But even though, in terms of... I will say, though... The, the, I w- we won't get into this much, but 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 there's but with the flash alone, though, I will say after what we just experienced, um, it's not this experience was one I will say it was not monumental, but it was not terrible either. It seemed like it was almost on a very neutral track yeah. of finding some success while yet again bringing back some invigorating storylines. And on top of that, there's just like a weird glitch to this film i don't know what that glitch is but it's one that kind of keeps coming over and over and over <laughs> is it like a visual effects glitch or are you talking about like the story story mm, okay you know the, the that's the thing the movie kind of felt a little contrived in the third act and it was sort of going all over the place yes you Con- know contrived and i do agree if you want to contrive thing of going over the place because won't get into it that much but it's like the whole jumping storyline jumping universes it's it's almost like it's like an algorithm mm-hmm. of a confu- of a puzzle that is misconstrued or one that is trying too hard to involve the necessary factors in a non-correct way going forward into the multiverse. And I, we won't have spoilers of what to experience here, but I want to say, to me, this seemed more like, I know this title is called The Flash. In some instances, a better way to explain it is like a long dash, a dash of more like details, 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 and some unexplained moments. <laughs> right. Well, there's a lot of exposition in this movie. Like, just coming from the start and all the way to the end, you know, it was a little bit like when I saw Inception, where I felt like people were explaining what was happening more than just seeing what was happening, which I get it. We're doing this multiverse thing, and it's starting to get a little tiresome with all these multiverses. Now, here's the thing. I I liked the film. I enjoyed it. You know, it was pure entertainment. But I have to say, at two and a half hours or 2.20, it wasn't always entertaining no. there was a lot of moments where the movie was kind of slowing down and they're still talking because the, the whole theme of the film is the flash wants to save his parents oh. and by going back in time he can open up other universes where he can save them and even go to, and even go into a universe where no one understands the classic film Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, where uh, who is who? Who is the guy? Eric they, Stoltz. Th- that's what they keep of, saying. And even if I were in that universe, I'd be bonking my head and be like, "It's Michael J. Fox." Well, that's kind of what was going on. With exactly. That, you know, and it's funny with the humor in this movie. It felt like it was almost intrusive a lot of times. Where I'm trying to emotionally get invested in a scene. But it's kind of got that, like, Last Jedi effect where I'm like, okay, stop deflating the moment with another joke. Just let the scene play out. Yes, Last Jedi effect. And then it's almost like two versions of two different Ezra Millers, which is exactly what we saw. It's like we see all hyped up and excited Ezra Miller, which is the yeah, one we 18 can't year take old, 18-year-old, 18-year-old, <laughs> really excited. 
really excited when the 18 year old Ezra I have to say annoyed the hell out of me throughout the movie and I get he's supposed to be annoying mm -hmm. but then it's also annoying for the audience when it, just with all his neuroses then that we, he keeps presenting then we got extremely introverted Ezra Miller and that's the one we actually take seriously yeah that's the one we like that's the one we like but I don't know just going off of my notes here um Oh, yeah. Did you notice that Ben Affleck didn't have his, like, robot voice for Batman? I did notice that. I wonder right? if they just didn't think about that or they just didn't think it was that serious enough to have it this time around. Yeah. I kind of think as honestly, we, we kind of know he's drifting away from that a little bit. He's only in it for this universe thing, but I don't think. But I do agree. I'm thinking there's something missing this Affleck character. Why is his voice sound all of a sudden not so strong anymore? Well, I, I kind of liked what he did. He was still doing the Batman voice, and he did a good Batman voice. You know, oh, it's yeah. kind of like what I wish he would have been able to do in the originals. But, I mean, the movie started pretty well, I thought. Like, there's the opening sequence where there's a collapsing building. Oh, yeah. And Ezra has to, like, run and save uh -huh. a bunch of babies as they're falling through while, the air. While, while, keeping, while keeping track of his... Of his of his diabetes and his sugar levels, all that jazz kind of thing. Right, right. And, and I, no wonder why he's so specific about his coffee and all the other necessities he finds to be ne necessary to it. <laughs> right, right. And I mean that that was a great sequence. That I don't know, it didn't go on for too long. It went on for the right amount of time, but th th there was a lot in this movie that was going on, and a lot that was a little overwhelming, but still fun to see we get to see a lot of cameos we thought we'd never see in this film <laughs> oh yes many any cameos is probably where the most exciting parts are of this movie and i'm sure some of you have an idea of it but like i said let's not spoil it to get you to go watch this movie and find out what what what's surprised about the cameo that's why you actually got to get up and go to a theater to watch this yourself yeah go up you experience it with the crowd they'll they'll <laughs> love the cameos get, get 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 the covid crap out of your head and go and actually watch get get surprises from the big screen now i'm not being judgmental here but yes that's covid is why we probably saw many postponements and among many other issues which we will not get into but i'm just saying have your movie experiences on the big screen where they belong right now how do you think the movie moved like how do you think the structure was of the film i felt like the structure of this movie was one like kind of where it's like it was set up obviously we wanted to have the flash character mm -hmm. but then after that they have the flash character go into like this giant hurdle a hurdle where it's like setting up for the later films. But then other than that, the main thing, I'm just thinking, wow, in my in my head, it's almost like, like a Wicked performance, but not actually the performance of Wicked, the song Wicked Defying Gravity. I'm thinking, wow, gravity keeps keeps getting them. Where, where, where's the wall for them to stop at? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it seems like gravity is not a problem for Barry because he can run up on buildings. He can save babies. As I don't know how those babies, <laughs> how they didn't die oh, hell just yes. from the impact of falling on the ground. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, even if they were true. on a stretcher, it still uh -huh. kind of baffles me. But, yeah, the structure of the movie, it... It's in the beginning. It had my attention. It was pretty good. You know, you you had a, a great opening sequence where you have a big action scene, and we get to meet, I'd say like a quarter of our heroes there, and then there's the middle act where we get to see some characters, let's say that we were all waiting to see, and when we get that, I feel like we got almost enough of it, but. 
the way they ended it with that particular character was very disappointing. I, I agree. Like, I'm just thinking, okay, what does this mean? Like, like it's like they give surprises, but then we don't really understand the meaning of the surprises with this one. It, and plus, it wasn't really much of Barry Allen alone. Barry Allen on the missions, yes, but not really much of where it's like his sole focus, his sole purpose, the sole purpose of having missions like the power portion of him is like the the one problem, you know? Um I suppose so. Yeah. I I just felt like when we got into that middle act I wanted to just get into the third act already because it was just kind of dragging and setting things up. And that, that's kind of the problem with this movie is there, it just seems like there's a lot of moments where it's re-explaining the whole motivation of Barry, which is his motivation is to go back and save his parents, right? Yep, the flashbacks are also relatively dragging of this one. And also, yes, yeah. his parents, uh, the whole concept of parents and going back to do the saving is one that serves a big purpose of the Flash. However, at the same time, with the universe being misconstrued, I just feel all the things that are kind of already finding its disorganizations do not tend to find a, pl a place to settle or anything like that kind of thing because it just you know that that's why that's how i define it as one where where there are some strong connections but even in the strong connection the storyline appears to be poorly written <laughs> Yeah, it, it feels like th this movie apparently went through a lot of reshoots and stuff like yes. that. And I, you can kind of tell. You can. And also, I feel like you could kind of tell, even even in Ezra's character, I sense some frustration a little bit kind of thing. I mean, I know it's part of the role, but there are some moments in this movie where he did not look very in tune, I felt. Hmm. I felt. Right, right. I didn't quite get that as much as what I mostly got was that the movie wants to be about the flesh, right? And wants to be about saving his parents. But it's not that engaging or exciting. No, which is, is not. Which is the thing that kind of... I think that's what held me back throughout the film. I'm like, okay, I'm getting exactly the movie I thought it was going to be, which is fine, but I'm not feeling anything. Like, I, I, like there is that nice little moment towards the end where... Uh, Barry is with his mom and he's telling her how much he loves her mm -hmm. and we get that he loves his parents and he wants to save them but what more is there to this character what more is there to this story I know there's like there's not it just much feels like it's just going through the exact beats the screenwriter wants you to be in it's like it's yes that's what I mean it's like you know I wish even some directors would have the mindset of other directors or it's like one scenes to have meaning one scenes to have purpose this one just kind of jumps over moments that can't have meaning or purpose to try and jump into the whatever is the action point of the film which makes sense for something a little bit of a superhero movie this one just rushes 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 yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think that was my uh, main problem with it is like the movie sort of rushes through its pace which i get it it's the flash is supposed to be fast but it just feels like it's dragging, you know, and we're just waiting to get to, like, the end act where you just see every cameo. Because that's the oh, problem. Yes. The Flash is just a cameo movie sure. where you're just waiting for those appearances to come. And they never really do. No, you know? they well, they do. They do. What am I talking about? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm out of my head here. Oh, no, you're totally they, they, fine. They, they, we, get, we get the payoffs. We get the cameos. But it's, it's a bit like consuming alcohol it's good after the first drink but then you get so many 
it just becomes I, sort well, of the same I thing. D- just imagine, you know, I'm thinking if I could hear maybe in some of the moments of boredom, if I could hear a little bit of Bane's voice, even though his voice to me was rather feminine and not serious, that could have added a little bit of joy in some moments. Oh, if you got some Christian Bale Batman yes. appearance as well. Again, that's just more. Yes, that's just more appearances throughout. More a movie. appearances, and then a more misconstrued storyline, unfortunately. Yeah, again, but you know, still, I enjoyed what was here. I think the action was pretty fun. I agree. You know, the, the action, I was astounded by in many moments, like especially the scenes where Barry has his flash powers, and scenes where you have, you revisit some of the alumni superheroes. Honestly, right, and there, but. I don't know, even with the action, I didn't feel much from that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This film is just trying to think. It felt a little bit too much on the Batman vs. Superman level of disappointment. Well, I, I feel kind of bad to say that. I didn't feel that level of disappointment. And as a matter of fact, I didn't really feel much disappointment. I just felt like I kind of saw the movie that was going to be presented to me, which was it's uh, it's a cameo film. It's a film that's meant to trigger nostalgia but like what's underneath it is just kind of surface level you know there's nothing that really surprises you or takes you back the only thing that surprises you are the cameos and once that's over yeah it's you know it's it's a very basic story of superhero wants to save someone but can't cameos 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 well i just wonder even why this is where my frustration of dc comes it's like why can't each superhero like Original. I mean, sometimes it's like this, but it was way different. Why can't each superhero just have, like, their own storyline before coming together? Like a lot of what Marvel did. I feel Mm. that would help create the bigger storyline and the more purpose of literally, like, how they go forward in demanding the storylines. I feel DC never knew how. I mean, not saying never, never, but usually they don't have the right idea to amend storylines or start people's or start superheroes out that way. But it was probably that way more because, honestly, they were just in a hurry to get up to Marvel, and that's too late for that now. Yeah, they're trying to do the Marvel thing with the multiverse. Everyone's doing a multiverse. We just saw a multiverse <laughs> film last week with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And, and I know, I think Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will still kind of be competitive with this at the box office. Yeah, it will be. And <laughs> Spider-Verse is like 10 times the better film. Oh, well, and, and, but it's like June 16th oh, this comes uh, in uh, theaters. Oh, oh, and excuse my French, but fuck yes, Spider-Verse is better. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, per, if, but, there, if, and I, if anyone's younger listening to this, I'm sorry, but I'm just giving my honest answer. <laughs> but I like what you were saying about how Marvel, they would have individual films that would establish these characters, and that's what would get us invested in them. Exactly. I mean, there's a reason we're I... invested in Michael Keaton's Batman when he shows up, because we saw him in his own movie We have an idea of how he ago. continues. We have an idea of what his personality is going to be, and a little bit with the other surprises, which I don't want to spoil, because it's a big surprise, unexpected, right. but... Yeah, towards the very end, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, they, 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 and that's the thing. The movie elicit surprises but it doesn't elicit much emotion it's very surface level it's very uh it's very much a movie that wants you to just see it for who's in it and for the heart of it it's okay it's not much i mean if i saw an individual movie on flash alone not flash but like some of these other characters i'd be more invested 
But, you know, we never got, like, a solo Ben Affleck movie. We just got Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah. And we did get... Oh, well, that's a spoiler. I can't give away who else shows up. Oh, well, that's fine. That's not that big of one. That's really not that big of one at all. But come to think about it, though, I'm just thinking this is just... Like, you're right. Like, I mean, Superman had his own of Man of Steel. But then how did that storyline go? That well, one kinda... they, they, they still piggybacked off of it, and they exactly. had General Zod show up, and that's sort of what f- throws everything adrift. I feel the Superman franchise is already kind of ruined when they did Superman Returns. Even though they had time to restart, they didn't really do it properly. Yeah. Well, Superman Returns is a classic uh, example of a movie that came out and... You know, they, they, they didn't have the actors they wanted. It was mainly Kevin Spacey was the one only, really, well, monumental role for that as Lex Luthor. I thought he was actually a good Lex Luthor. He, Lex I agree, Luther but Brendan to... Routh, oh my God, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not going to get into Brendan Routh, but this, there was something off about that film, and I don't know what it well, is. Well, it's because he had to do an impersonation of Christopher Reeve. And that was and, hard to do in that Yeah, and they only cast him because he looked and sounded like Christopher Reeve. No. You know, so th- that's probably what it was. He was probably trying to channel in Mr. Reeve, and, you know, that, that didn't quite work out. But it's funny, when I was watching Michael Keaton's Batman in this, he almost seemed like he was phoning it in sometimes, where he was just using his regular voice rather than the Batman voice. I get it. They know he's Batman and all that. When he's talking to both berries and you know it was cool to see him do some cool fighting scenes can can he move his head in that cowl still or does he still have to shift his shoulders and turn around and do it i think he unfortunately kind of has to shift his shoulders a little bit yeah yeah just me but i mean however i will say keaton has got guts to still do this oh yeah absolutely well I, all you need is just like a cgi guy and stuntman and and michael keaton is already i think he's in I think he's in his 70s. 71 actually. to 72, something like that. Yeah, and he's still and he's still pretty active doing this stuff, though. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great to see him active and doing that. Uh, but, boy, you, you know, there's... I, I kind of just wish I had a little more from this film from the heart of it rather than just... There's just It's just boring. The same old story again and Bore, again and again. Boring. And it's not a boring movie. I, I, I want to I clarify that. I don't think the movie's boring. But I think that the story can be a little exactly. familiar. Exactly. Like I said, the lacking structure. You know, jumping jumping of universe sections that are confusing. Well, not confusing, confusing, but confusing to make yourself have questions like, okay, what's the meaning of this? What's directing us to this? What's the concept of fixing this? What? Um. What? How is this gonna? Fix the universe. There's just my my mind was just blown of universal questions. Right, would have inaccuracies to them. Right, because yeah, there did seem to be a lot of scenes that I felt like we're in an. Ast- it's like an astronomy class, a cosmic journey adventure of a misconstrued multiverse. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> At what point in the movie do you feel like it started to drag? Because I think like it was before they found Bruce Wayne. I sensed an. I sensed. I sensed. Oh, you gotta talk closer to your mic. Sorry, I sensed a moment for a drag literally in the opening because the opening did not really have the most formal interaction. I mean, an, an introduction you'd expect for a Barry Allen character, but yeah. I kind of just jumped right into it yeah. without giving us a foundation set up. Yeah. So I, and t- I thought this movie would give us so much more foundation to the flash and the upcoming of Barry Allen alone. Was there any of that? 
in a weird context of a way. There was, there was with his family and how they love him, but and then how he gets his powers, which oh, that's where it started to drag when he had to get his powers and give it to the other. Um, oh, Flash, because there's two Ezra Millers in here. Because if you didn't feel miserable enough with one Ezra Miller, you can get two. That I agree with for and, sure. <laughs> yeah, once they because that that sequence went on for a while. We had to get his flat. We had to get his powers. <laughs> oh and, yeah. Man, sure. was, that, that's that's where I kind of was starting to go. Okay, when are we gonna get to Batman? Because that's how I felt a lot of times when I was watching the movie. Like, when are we getting to Batman? When are we getting to the cool stuff? Because oh yes, Batman is honestly the centerpiece of this Flash movie. And I think they know that, and I think that's why they're marketing it the way they are because they know this movie is not going to get butts and seats with Ezra Miller. It's going to get butts and seats with Michael Keaton returning uh, to his titular uh, role. As in Michael Keaton says, let's get nuts. I think this movie gets you more nuts with Batman than it does with The Flash. Yeah, it does. And, <laughs> I felt that way. And with Superman. <laughs> yes. They, they, they got all of that because like we have a, 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 a foundation with, with film history with those characters. And The Flash, you don't have that really. So... You can't really get as invested in him or his story. And now I'm just thinking, imagine imagine if all the superhero stuff in the background, imagine if somehow, which I doubt is going to happen, I thought to myself for a little bit, I thought to myself, what if somehow Joel Schumacher's Batman is tied in? But I don't think that's happening. But I would add some weird nostalgia if that ever could happen. Well, <laughs> it kind of did. Yes. But... Can't, can't how many, uh, I'm gonna need a, a quarter every time I say I can't spoil that. I know, yeah. right? Because we want to spoil this, but we can't. No, that that ruins it. It's ruins exactly. the point of a review. I know, right? But, um, I mean, but with this, but with the Flash, though, do you ever just think, you know, a little bit to yourself, like with this movie alone, kind of like, like okay, like who's the one DC character? Who we can kind of think has the stronger storyline going forward. If there's anyone with an individual one, I think I think Aquaman just a little bit kind of thing. But I think even I don't Aquaman his story at all after I saw that movie. I mean, I think I, well, I mean, with a stronger <laughs> with a stronger backstory, I think Aquaman kind of had a stronger one. But otherwise, both of them are kind of not at the greatest level of excitement now. I don't think. No, no, and I think once you get overseeing your favorite heroes once again in their suits and all that. You, you, there's not a lot to remember and, the movie off of. And, you don't have you don't have like your snap moment from Infinity War. You don't have you know what like some of the best scenes from other movies. As a matter of fact, like the final fight seemed to just happen in this base far off in somewhere and nothing got destroyed because of all the criticism Zack Snyder got for, you know, destroying half of Metropolis. And plus, you know, it felt a little underwhelming when we got to that final scene. And DC, you know, even thinking about films like this, think about it. They kind of took a big drop when COVID happened, as many studios did, but to market all their stuff and then put it on HBO Max kind of thing. Or Max. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. (laughs) I don't know why they had to change it. This is year 2023. How could people not understand the difference? Yeah. You know, but, uh, but yes, but I feel they already took the biggest profit they could with putting that Justice League four-hour cut mm-hmm. on on Max now, but HBO Max at the time. But what I'm saying is the excitement of DC 
lacks right now. And I think the lacking aspects is seen in the flash alone. But there are so many other factors that contribute yeah. to the lacking experience of this movie. And I think for anyone who's just kind of coming in to enjoy the film, you'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it, you know, yeah. but I didn't, I just wasn't really invigorated by it. No, I was not invigorated at all. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. It just feels like it's it's running around trying to grab whatever you remember and get you excited for that. But the rest of it is just a very average superhero film. With average superhero problems, you know, we want our character to save his mom, you know, kind of like how Peter Parker would love to go back and save Uncle Ben, but he realizes he can't for a very particular reason. You know, we're also, well, that that spoils Spider-Verse. Oh, people have seen Spider-Verse. We're way way past the embargo on that, so who cares? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's like he wants to save, you know, his his, uh, loved ones in that movie, we'll just say. And there's a reason he can't. And this movie has the exact same plot thread. Exactly. Like, I, that's I see where you're coming from. Like how, like now only. Okay, I don't care. I'm I'm gonna spoil this aspect, but I do not care. And I'm sorry, Mike. But okay. Like Ezra Miller, p- p- of course, playing Barry Allen, having to go find the other Barry Allen of himself, then re- yeah. making that Barry Allen realize. That he has to save parts of the universe or do things differently so things to go differently in his universe. That is where, that's what I'm spoiling, but I'm not giving any more. Yeah. But that is kind of. That's kind of where all thi- these yes. movies go. All these movies are like, you can't go back in time and change this because then you'll create a problem here. Yes. And we're going to explain the multiverse to you and all the different portals. Well, and it's like, you know, that'd be great if I didn't see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse the week before. Which kind of, like. Like, all these movies are using this multiverse aspect to uh, give us nostalgia and also give us something new. But it gets, it's it's like a magic trick. It gets even, tiring after you see the trick. Even M. Night Shyamalan kind of made a multiverse, which I hope he doesn't continue. No, no. Where did he do that? Remember talk about how he did split? with glass? Split glass? Yeah, well, ugh. I mean, I'm just thinking, okay, this make it didn't add much at all. No, it didn't. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, some director's good, but honestly, I think when you continue a multiverse for a long, long, long time and then make changes, especially due to all the actors involved kind of thing, you're always going to hit a plateau, and then you don't have time to fix it. Right. And they definitely created one huge plateau towards, like, the end of the film that I can't give away. Give me another quarter for that. (laughs) I did, that kind of pissed me off when that scene happened. I know, yeah. right? I was like, wait a minute. You, like, oh, shit. Well, you, you go through all this effort to bring back this character, and then you do that? Are you kidding me? And not only once, but twice? I know, like, right? That is a stupid, like, what are you doing? And that, that that was like the one moment where I kind of got taken out of the movie. I know. And I just said, okay, you know what? They did the one thing I didn't want them to do. I'm out. I know, right? That like to me, it's almost like like what we could call it kind of thing is like like you know how you're saying, G- give me a quarter for each time we spoil it. To me, given given these spoilers aren't really special spoilers kind of thing. Right. To me, a better way to the, a better way to call it kind of thing is a is a is a can of the fuck ups kind of thing with what they did in yeah. the plot line. <laughs> I, I feel like in the, I feel like there's going to be a lot of fuck ups. Like in oh, the beginning, oh yes, there already like is. In the beginning, uh, Barry does something, but I don't get how he necessarily did something other than grabbing a can of tomatoes. 
you know. And then, yes, to can of tomatoes. I'm like, okay. Like, wait, that, that's what saves your parents' lives is I getting a can of... Wait, a, what did he do? Uh, I don't get I, it. I, I, I'm thinking a fucking can of tomatoes is the answer to all this big crime and drama? Where's the melancholy that makes meaning here? You're creating melancholy out of out of personification, almost like Lord of the Flies, mm. which is a book. But my connection is an item is like what makes meaning. Yeah. And that's goddamn item. Right, right. Well, yeah, it was it was more just like a practical <laughs> plot hole where I'm like, I don't get how that saved a anyone. Weir a weird practical illusion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. If I were to rate this movie out of four Guinnesses, uh, I would give this movie three out of four, but it's a very weak three. It's like I'm not. I was like, it's I, just good enough. I'm, my, but mine, yeah. I'm jumping back and forth a little bit, but to an extent, the one thing that kind of saves its ass is its creative kind of unexpected surprises. But other than that, yeah. Other than that, the rest of the film keeps finding its mediocre moments and doesn't know how to salvage them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because once you get over the, oh my god, it's Michael Keaton! Yeah. La la later on, later on, you're just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, later on, you're like, what? why did they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's a lot of other moments where they're introducing different portals and different worlds, that, and that's that, that. That was my the most satisfying part. I think will be for anyone. But now I'm just tempted to go to a comic book store. Let's find all the very first comics of the Flash, literally, and let's go back and do like a chronological thing, seeing how faithful this was. And we'll find we'll find a lot of unfaithfulness. Well, I, I even I, though I know the comic books probably aren't in it. Probably. I keep thinking the best way to make a best Flash movie is not to have all these other characters in the exactly. movie and just focus on the Flash. And it, it, we that's not gonna that's not gonna sell tickets. You, you are, I mean, you, you are, it's on the it's on the freaking poster. You got. You got Bat, the Batcave, with the Flash standing in there. It's not Bat, and also this is not Batman's world, obviously. I mean, even though it's marketed to be with the background of it, but we all know why, kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, after Ezra Miller went and did all of his crazy shit. Oh, God, yes. I mean, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with. But and and that, I, I don't know if we should, like, should we talk about, I mean, uh, I guess finally, the elephant We kind of have room. to. I feel, we don't have to get that into it, but I'm just going to say... Ezra is lucky this movie is getting the marketing that it is getting, even though it may yeah. not be the accurate marketing. It's marketing to what is deserved mm -hmm. based on how he's getting this second chance to maybe even continue. Yeah. But at the same time, I still think there there's a lot that needs to be done before the, to, to, to redeem this franchise even more, even though they did with just the first Flash. I mean, not redeemed completely, but... Right. And is this movie supposed to be the one that wraps everything up with the Snyderverse? Because, like, Pretty they're advertising much. it, but... And, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if it really wraps it all up, but it, it just kind of creates more problems. I mean, I was looking <laughs> at the timeline before this, even though we don't want to get all dramatic with everything, but I will say, you know... The timeline of events. Production with this film was basically already kind of done yeah. by the time when before Ezra started having problems. And, of course, COVID happened. Of course, all the travel bans come in place. And more of his problems continue, but he keep kept blaming COVID. For, I mean, as all of us were mentally struggling. But a lot of that, though, to me, though, 
and I'm not going to get into detail of all the things he did, but the fact that he still has marketing and got to remain yeah. a big part of this movie, that's obviously the studios protecting him at yeah. this point. Yeah. So how many givenesses would you give this movie? I'm going to give this one two and a half. Ooh, see, I, I was getting close to that yes, two and a half. I still, I still might, I don't know, maybe I'll go back on my review and change it. Like, I found it entertaining, but I also found it slow. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, they're going to stop Zod. All right. Zod, yeah. Zod, I actually felt they needed to have a little more enemy communication he didn't, in this. He didn't. He we didn't, didn't have... fought Because here's the thing. When you fought, and it's in the trailer, so not giving anything away here. Uh, when they fought Zod, it, it wasn't like Man of Steel where. No. I would find him. Yeah, where yeah, it wasn't like Man of Steel where everyone's getting killed in Metropolis, partially thanks to Superman. They very intentionally have this take place like in an airport hangar in the middle of some gulag. And that's where the big fight is. And I don't know, it just felt kind of anticlimactic for a big ending. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of explosions and characters fighting each other. But it's just, just this one singular location. I'm going, boy, that's it? Okay. This film... Needless to say, needs improvement, but in the end, in the end, it's definitely one that people will see. And I, I say where I stand with, I believe my review stands where it stands. You know, I'm going to write a written review saying the two and a half out of four. I think that's where it stands. But if you want to know to what the unexpected surprises we talked about, you have to go see The Flash for yourself when it opens in theaters next weekend. Yeah. Or you could just go online and just find out. Of course. Yeah. The internet is wonderful for many things nowadays, yeah. including AI. And by the way, for those Ooh, yeah. by the way, for those who are letting AI take over them, don't let it yeah. take over you. Don't let it. It'll kill us. It already is. <laughs> That's why Batman still has all that analog technology. Yes, definitely. He still does. And I just wonder, what would Batman actually do with Siri? What would Batman do with a lot of things like I don't that? Know. <laughs> Siri would just turn on him. Yes. You know. That's why he has that old cave and computer. But yeah, I felt I felt more caring. I cared more for Batman than I did the Flash. I did too. I'm movie. thinking I'm thinking Batman needs some action right now. Batman needs to come out of the dark. Yeah, I was like, come on, have Batman do more Alfred, cool Al- shit. Al- Al- Alfred's dead. Get off your ass and do more stuff. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. I mean, it's not a spoiler. <laughs> but that actor's but, been <laughs> gone for a while. He's a very old man. I forgot oh. his name. His name's Michael something. Also, he's another Michael. Oh yeah, I the guy who they had briefly as Alfred in this one briefly. It's not a big Jeremy spoiler. Irons. Yep, Jeremy. <laughs> I felt like that, he, that was Ben Affleck's uh, Batman's. Alfred. I felt like he kind of fit the Alfred in this one a little bit, but otherwise, um, yeah. then you had um, Anthony Circus play Andy Circus or whatever playing the Bat, playing Alfred in the recent Batman yeah. film, which was very short lived. And then, but of course, Michael Keaton is no Michael, no Michael Caine. Michael Caine is Michael the best Caine. best Alfred there is. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's because he was the best Alfred because he wasn't just serving the drinks and and you know giving the tea. He was the guy. He actually would get on Batman's ass and be like, "Fuck you, sir! You're doing this wrong. <laughs> You're making yourself a vigilante. <laughs> Why are you ruining the city with this Batmobile?" No, he was actually what, like what's, a mentor. What's, what, what's the point of doing all those push-ups if you can't lift a bloody log? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's because he like knew him as he was younger, he, so he's like, "Well, he worked with him as Batman, and he would tell him when he was doing something wrong, and he was like a fatherly figure." 
which mm. Alfred's always supposed to be that, but you never really quite get that until like Batman Begins, where you see Alfred no. actually telling no. Batman off. And now you make him in me want to revisit the Dark Knight, which I'll be able to do in this retro replay series at some landmark movie theater they're doing where they bring some of the films of Christopher Nolan back in 4K. Mm, yeah, but I don't know if he'd like it in 4K. He wants it on film. I know, right? But I'm sorry. that, that The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger is just still hard to dismiss. Well, that, that, again, that's, that's the main thing that DC has, which I got to say, thank God they're not connecting that universe. They better, Leave no, it alone. They better not. I wonder if they would have if Heath Ledger was still alive. No. No, they, no Christopher Nolan would not have wanted that. No, no. None of those guys. Uh, I, I think that somewhere in his contract where it says, don't multiverse my films. You oh, know, yeah. Or it's either that or Christian Bale just doesn't want to come back, you know, unless Christopher Nolan is involved, which, ooh, man, if we got a fourth <laughs> Dark Knight film, wow. I remember yeah. seeing the Dark Knight um, in IMAX. Oh, my God. That was like a beyond crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, that that was uh, IMAX is an experience, you know, one that you can't really replicate. And- this film, honestly, any format does for it. You don't have to go out of your way. You don't have to go on IMAX to see. Don't this. pay. Don't pay that extra money. Yeah, you <laughs> if can you don't, see if it unless on, you're really desperate to. Yeah, you can see on a regular screen, and you can get the same amount of emotion or lack thereof in this film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, so for me, three stars for Tarek, two and, two and a half. I might go back to two and a half. I'm not sure, <laughs> but, but yeah. I'll see. I'll see by tonight when I start writing and go, going for that red eye tonight and just writing all night. But Tarek, red. movies with Tarek, check him out on moviesofterek.com. Yep. Is there any final thoughts you have on the movie before we I, wrap up? I just want to say, um, just want to say, you know, movies like this is the height of summer at this point. We're going to get a lot of good ones, a lot of bad ones, but ultimately. And some mediocre in, ones. <laughs> in the end, though, thankfully, things are entering streaming much more early than expected. So if you're really that nervous about spending the money due to hard time to the economy, don't worry. You'll probably be able to find this movie and many movies on viewing on, on streaming platforms earlier than you anticipate. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure The Flash will be up here online mm-hmm. in a flash. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, depending on how much movie, how much movies, what? And depending on how much money they make. Oh, yes. I think it will make money the first week, but then I think it's going to have a strange plateau. Yeah, I think so. I think the first week, this movie's going to make a lot of money. And then the second week, once everybody knows all the things. Then it's going to tank. Yeah, exactly. Once yeah. you get past. Then Spider-Verse will keep making money. I think so, because. I think Spider-Verse will probably take it at the box office once again not this upcoming not not my mean not this week but like the next week yeah like it'll still be ranking yeah because that movie actually has a lot more hearts and originality to it in this movie and and then and now relies on nostalgia oh god now then i'm watching transformers rise of the beast thank god that's not michael bay but talk about summer movies oh my god Uh, we watched two multiverse movies now a robot movie i'm I'm kind of glad i have a business obligation (laughs) tomorrow oh yeah yeah, but for, but thank you for coming on, Tarek. And guys, if you want to see the Flash, it's hitting theaters June sixteenth, and it's mediocre, Medio- <laughs> mediocre at its finest. Have yeah. a good night. <laughs> yeah, right. bye bye, folks. And bye remember, bye. if you want to check out, you'll probably agree. You can check me out on social media at YPA Reviews. The YPA stands for You'll Probably Agree. You're strapped to your parachutes. Where's yours?